it was definitely overcome by nerd culture, and it seems more like that magic game. What you know that card magic game? The Magic the Gathering. Yeah, Magic the Gathering. It's more like that sort of dun- <laughs> dungeon. Clan is like the Magic the Gathering of eight groups. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, you're right. It absolutely is, man. You got the Grand Wizard and the fucking Blood Dragon and whatever. <laughs> it's Dungeon and Dragons sort of vibe. It's it's that sort of area. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. Oh, mate, I'll tell ya. I've just been nice sleeping a lot all the time. <laughs> yeah. I just can't leave uh bed. Like I went I went to try and get my blood checked from my Zimbabwean doctor, but he, he, didn't, he didn't spot anything. Hey, Mr. Wolfie. Welcome back to the doctor. How are you, mate? <laughs> we gotta check your blood. <laughs> I have to pay for him now. <laughs> it used to be bulk billing. There's something offensive. I mean like it was fine not to pay. So it's just like a sort of homeless guy that you could get uh, prescriptions off. Yeah. But now that I pay him, you're suddenly like, well, it would be nice if I felt like you're in a safe pair of hands that might be able to identify something. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like Like now you're worried that if there's nothing wrong, you've also paid him. You've also paid paid him money. money. Or if he's like, if he fucks up and he's free, at least it's free. (laughs) Well, I always felt like we get what you pay for. Yeah. So if you're getting free... And then you get misdiagnosed and end up uh, having some sort of uh, lobotomy or some surgery. That's in, in a, I'm like, well, well, you deserve it. But now that I'm paying $85, I'm like, well, I need a legitimate qualification here. Hey, I'm not giving $85 for a, a stab in the dark hey, for a random dude. Hey, Mr. Wolf, you got basal cell carcinoma. Hey, you know Mr. The Wolfie. <laughs> the ex, the, um, the Azempic. Has been uh, everyone's used it up again. The diabetics oh, have been prioritised for diabetes again. Yeah. Oh, really? So you can't get it for being a fat boy? I can't get a script. I've been driving around trying to get it, and now I'm coming off the meds. My lips are drying up because they're <laughs> sort of like there's a there's a dryness going in and out of it. And I'm like, I did a gig last night, and my my lips were glued together. I'm like, I'm getting fat, and I'm going like on the way out. I'm having the same horrible dry mouth yeah. symptom. Yeah. I'm like, give me my fucking, give me my medication. But, dude, this, I don't know, hey, like, I'm, I'm hammering you here with uh, the amount of editing of these pods, hey? Um, Pumping them out. Well, you know, you're just complaining a lot, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. You're whinging a lot. You're like, where's the video? I'm like, man, where's the video? I fucking sent you, cunt. And you're like, it's too hard. Look, it's hard. It's hard. Where it is very it? It's hard. hard. I, um, it's a lot of screaming. It was hard. Do you know the hardest part is finding um, anything good? Clips. <laughs> yeah, because you look through it and you're like, that sucks. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not putting that up. And then, uh, you know, I went through, you gave me one whole video and I got one minute out of it. And I was like, uh, it's not even that good, really. I, I'm not putting that shit on my fucking, even to my 200 followers. I'm like, embarrassing, man. <laughs> and then I'm like, maybe if I put like the Jurassic Park, but I have all Jurassic video and then I was saying one thing. That might be acceptable. 
Do you know what I mean? And then I'm like, that's a fucking lot of work to conceal poor riffs. You actually, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to end up uh, having a puppet dressed as a dinosaur, you act out, <laughs> you know, just because you didn't really nail the, um, the riff. But my parents have gone away, man. They've gone away again. You got the house to yourself. <laughs> it's Very it's nice. so good. Shocking day today, though. All the stock's off. Because I'd had such a hot street last week, yeah. fantasizing back on realestate.com, talking yeah. down to oh. shop assistants, Uber <laughs> driver requesting silence. And I don't need to interact with cunts like you. Um, now I'm back. Now I'm back on Uber. Give me some career advice. Um, you know, you can tell by how much you're engaging with Uber drivers for life advice is where you're at. Yeah. I'm back asking, like, any ideas of what I should do with the rest of my life, man? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, Uber's a great opportunity. But um, you, can, you can tell how well you're going with your mental health by who you're willing to take advice from. Yeah. It's a great barometer. If you are actually at a hairdresser's and or you're getting your nails painted and you're suddenly going, well, she's right. Maybe it is time to leave Jeff, my husband. <laughs> that shows that you are in such a rocky mental state that a random person selling your uh, like, like a kebab yeah. uh, or, or, you know what I mean, a random, you get your newspaper the postman comes past and you sort of ask him, should we sell this house? The property has, has it hit its peak. Do you know what I mean? And then you've only got yourself to blame, which is what happened when I had my bipolar meltdown. I had, I, had no, um, I had no barrier to entry on who could give me d- advice. So I was basically like a, bl- uh, a, a plastic a bag in the breeze. Yeah. So I get blown left. And right, yes and no. Yeah. Oh, dude, how bad's our thing? So we're riffing around on the yes vote. Then it gets horrifically defeated. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, you still haven't released that episode. So now it's hor- horrible shit about white women need to jack them off. <laughs> I assumed it was in the framework that it was all going to go through. And then we're just yeah. having a muck about. It doesn't look good, man. It doesn't look good when you're um, it, like, there's no irony to talking about voting no oh, anymore. Dude. It's like you fucking did vote no, didn't you? Like you must have cunt. <laughs> dude, dude, well, everyone did. It, it's a bit like joking around where someone goes in for a routine health checkup and you're like uh, good luck we're gonna miss you jeff and then you find out oh he did die and then you're like oh fuck yeah i was going this is a few hours you should make sure you do your will you dead fuck say goodbye to your boy your son and then they go yeah he died on the operating table and you're like oh well, that wasn't the plan it was a bit of banter yeah and that you know, that really bumps you bumps you back you know your back row of the funeral then you're not allowed in the fir- the front uh, the front four the wife is showing you away. I know what you said. And you're like, oh, I was joking. I was kidding. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. It's a bit, it's like being sentimental. It's what my granddad said. Like the fu- the last gesture, it's, you're filling a jug with water. It's irrelevant that you skim some pedal, pebbles at the end. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, whether you got on with someone, you don't have to text them on deathbed and go, hey, just reminding you again. I love you. I'm like, they know you did because, you know, you listened to them during their divorce and you went on holiday with them even though you, you didn't really like them anymore because they were so depressed from the divorce. Do you know what I mean? Like, you indulged a lot of things. But when the wife is sitting there in the funeral and she sees you coming up to sit in, sit in the third row, she's like, no, I know what you I heard you. 
It was that wasn't funny. You fucking you jinxed them on the operating table. Oh, they don't like it. They don't like a joke. No. When the truth is, the truth is, it's it's pretty much kill zone. Going into someone on their deathbed <laughs> and killing in front of their family is pretty much the best thing you can do for that family. Is to come in and go like, ha doing like Ricky Gervais and pretending that you're smothering with a pillow, joking around, saying, oh, I smell death. I smell death in the room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I give you flowers, but you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. You... Really, if we want this pod to be better, we should actually be delivering the riffs right now, but going, you know, something funny <laughs> said yourself. on a deathbed. Put it together in your own head. <laughs> something on its deathbed. Oh, dude, I had to do a fucking gig in Coburn. So bad. Where's Coburn? It's, that's another barometer of your mental health. I'm slurring words, dripping in sweat. I'm like, oh, I'm not well. Do you know what I mean? Some of these are some of these are like withdrawal symptoms from Ozempic, though. Oh well, definitely. But <laughs> isn't it just my luck, man? I've I've had this my whole life. I found a very good curl control conditioner for my hair. They just keep suspending every time I found something that makes my hair not look like fucking um, wait, straw. Wait, you go, you found a conditioner that you like for your hair, and then stop making it. No, they always just—they always stop making it. I seem to be the only market <laughs> the for everything. So I'll finally find about? it, and because I've got OCD, I'll find something and go, "Okay, well that's my hair care routine. I've got it." And then I ring up and they go, "Yeah, that entire product's been suspended." <laughs> I'm like, "What do you mean? You fucking nailed it's it!" Been recall. It causes it causes severe mental health issues. Ah. <laughs> it seeps straight seeps straight in through the uh, blood brain barrier. <laughs> it causes atrophy if you frontal cortex. We had the we had the worst because we had uh, T ball for the first time this week. Mm. Oh, I've been training them, and you had to. That's a big run up after spending all that money on the T ball gear. Oh, dude, and I've been training them, and they've <laughs> then the other one because they're with their mum refused to get out of the car. What do you mean? He just wouldn't play, and I'm like, he's got to get out of the fucking car. I'm like. If he doesn't want to go to school, he has to go. And she, she was like, you can't, you can't parent like this. So I'm ropeable. I'm like, oh, why can't you just turn away so I can beat the fuck out of him with a belt? Like, come on. <laughs> Jesus. I'm biting my lip going, come on, boy. Remember, I'll be picking you up on Tuesday. So I choose your decisions very wisely. Because when I pick you up on Tuesday, you'll have a very different experience with daddy. Daddy, daddy won't be very impressed with this. You've made a commitment. It's, it's an act, a show of character. Yep. You know? Uh, but anyway, so he just watched from a car. And then he was taken off for a muffin and a baby Chino to reward him. As the other boy had to threaten the son. I'm like, oh, this is going to end well. If we, you know what I mean? This is, this is how you get a heroin addict under a bridge, for fuck's sake. The fat one was in the car. Thornton's in the car. No, well, we don't say that on that pod, do we? The, but the fat it was, it was the, the Thornton was the one in the car. Yeah, yeah. So he's in the car okay. watching, and then I'm like, "What a precedent!" I'm like, I was trying to explain to him. I go, "Do you think I want to be here? <laughs> Seven a.m. Think of nothing worse. No one wants to be here, mate. No one likes T-ball. It's a it's a nerd sport. We all know that. <laughs> so it's um." Literally fucking nothing happens now, dude. We need this random generator idea. I already ca- I came up with a great idea for that uh, for that everything pod. Oh, mate. Well, that is 
that is uh, Andrew and Josh discuss everything going so broad. It's like that's sort of an area reserved for David Attenborough where he goes, universe, humanity, humans. And uh, you know what I mean? You see it sometimes in some of his stand-up trying to go too lofty and broad. We discuss everything. It's not too lofty and broad. It's just a, uh, it's a, it's a subject breakdown piece by piece. Well, you would, you could actually do that, right? It's, it's like Wikipedia but for, for dummies and you yeah. just pick a million topics and you do, you know what I mean? Like an idiot's guide to yeah. every topic. Yeah. You know what would be sad is when like it's computers and you just couldn't come up with any riffs. It's sort of like, do you know when you, you get um, writer's block? As soon as you write like escalators and trolleys and you're like, ah, oh, um... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, dude. But I've I've been bombing. I had to do Neil Kahaka's open, and I've got some horrible topics now. There's there've been some other people doing uh, opening for Tim Dillon. I've seen. I oh, dude. I know. I know. Cody and Heggy in there. Why, why why haven't you been opening for Tim Dillon? Well, because. I haven't signed with big management. I think management uh, dropped the ball for a while and was just handing it out thinking, oh, they wouldn't want to open for this ginger guy. And then I think they heard word. What? Why'd you get Wolfie to open for Shane Gillis, the biggest comic uh, up and comer? And then they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We will want to open for someone with a podcast that's making half a million a month. Heads up. Thank you. Thank you. Like, I was pretty fucking pissed off to see that fat fuck doing his are you okay shit in Perth. What the fuck? Yeah. You're taking 30% of our money and you give it to some random fucking guy living at his home with his parents. You fucking idiots. So anyway, I think that, uh, I think that loophole is shut. Yeah. I don't think I'll, I'll open for anyone ever again. <laughs> it, it's sort of like, um, do you know what I mean? Like a rat had burrowed through a hole and now it's been boarded up. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how it happened. James McCann was messaging and going, hey, man, any inroads on um, Dylan? I'm like, dude, I didn't ask. I've never asked. I just fucking, I said, look, we had a good run. Accept it. It's over. What do you fucking think? You fucking, you have to, you have to sign up to a management. You're not just, it's, it's ridiculous we ever got it. It was a fluke. I go, we had a good run. Just get on with it. Get a fucking talk to your Uber driver and get some ad- career advice, man. <laughs> so where have, where have your parents gone off to uh, this week? You, you know, it's actually getting to the point where they might just be driving away uh, around the house. <laughs> Imagine if I found them camping <laughs> at a, like a local caravan park, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, wow! Uh, you spot your parents t- day three on their holiday at your same shop, <laughs> and then yeah, it's right near the caravan park. Yeah, and you've really dislodged. Um, but I've. I've stopped saying that on stage because it's um, it, it's finally become you know the story was fun and this is what I think's happened with this pod. I, I think we've said this in the where people become a, like it was quite fun and I heard the mug off boys talking about it. Yeah, well, it was sort of fun, it's real funny, but now it's become a it's actually pretty sad now. Do you know what I mean? Like as in like the joke of like oh there's been an incident yeah has now become oh no now. Now it's too much. Now you just live with your parents. 
now you're like, nah, now. It's been it's many like, years. It has to, it has to be fair. Years, it has like, been like, what, three years that you've just been living at your parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you say, there's that period where it's hilarious and you think, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. But, you know, we're on a festival and it's, it's tense, his tent's blown away. But then you, it's like day 700 and I'm still sleeping rough and they're like, oh, we, I feel really bad. Like, <coughs> I feel sad when I'm around him. And I'm like, it's not the big joke it was. And I yeah. think the joke relied on the fact there would be a quick, swift rebound. Yeah. But it was coming. Last week, I was um, – then today was just uh, brutal. Everything down. And, and it was uh, just a lack of patience on the um, contracts for difference because I sold them at their high. Yeah. But then you know what the problem is? Um, just getting bored and ent- re-entering too quickly. So you were trading these high-margin CFDs last week. You sold them at their high of like where where were we last week? Let me take a oh, look. I was so so sad, mate. So so la- last week you were like, great, twenty-two cents. I'm going to sell out. And no, then- I was out at I was out at like I got say STX. I was out at forty-five cents, okay. and I bought under under forty. And so. I locked in. So you, so you bought, instead of waiting until this week, you brought in like 40 minutes later when it took a little dip. No, but I, I locked in like, I locked in like in a week or two weeks, like 35 grand, 40 yeah. grand profit. Yeah. It was all right. Relative to like my capital base, it's pretty good going. Yeah. Because then I realized like a lot of people worked a whole year for a hundred grand. So it is all right for two weeks. If yeah. I could do that over a month, then that's someone's salary. <laughs> and you do that for a whole year, then that's most, like, that's their career. I know, but this is, again, this is, like, you're, you're three steps ahead. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying to you, like, how can you go, <laughs> if I'm able to make 35 grand in two weeks... But, where's, but, you, but what is, what's the situation now from last no, week? No, well, it's still the same. Okay. I just, I, I'd stole at peak. It's just, um, there's, I gave a little bit ground back because I bought <laughs> halfway on the way back down. Yeah. But what I'm saying to you is on a percentage basis, obviously that's like each pump gets longer. So like the, the, these pumps, like in five pumps time will be half a million bucks in two weeks. What I'm saying to you is because it's all percentage, right? Mm. On my capital base, that's maybe like 25% yield. So once that capital base becomes a million, that's 250 grand for the fortnight. What I'm saying to you, because I don't change, I don't change my, my, my number. So the percentages apply because even if I've got a million, I still have the whole million exposed. I know, the but, same it's been, position. but it's been three years. Like, yeah, well, uh, yeah, but, uh, but, 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 but what you don't understand is for two of those years, I was at negative position. Yeah. So anything I made, anything I made was negative over negative. So the percentages are irrelevant until you get momentum. It's like a steam train. Once you get the, 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 the stone gathers momentum, it, you can't start, put it this way, a steel tanker cannot start moving at 60k is like a Tesla on a start-off. It takes slow... I, I, I don't think you understand percentages. I do understand. I completely well, all understand. Because what, you, what, you're, what you're worried about is outcome, but actually all that matters on stock trading is yield. I'm not saying anything. Yield. What are you talking about? I'm just asking. Well, you were mocking saying that, oh, it's been two or three years, but I'm saying relative yield to input 
has still been significant in those three years. Yeah. The yield return on time has actually been terrific trading relative <laughs> to someone else. Because say I still had that if, – if I hadn't had the, the fuck up in Netherlands, I would be pushing around 20, 30 mil – from the yields that I've generated if I'd kept that capital base. I, yeah, I agree. I understand. I'm not questioning the basic mathematics of you, of it, sorry. I'm questioning the, like, <laughs> the extrapolation of, like, well, if this ha- I just do this over no, it, but, not a week. What it's, it's, you, it's a month. No one, no one can apply. Most people can't apply that because they change their strategy. What I'm saying to you is if you can turn $1 to a million, mm-hmm. then that's the same as – Whatever, like a million to a billion. Yeah. But uh, the only reason it would change is if the glass ceiling starts affecting your trading. But because I have no risk tolerance, which means as long as I can just monitor my percentages and not actually look at the numbers mm. the, uh, the, or the metrics, as long as I honour my yields on a monthly basis and, and aim for growth on that, then you can make $100 million. Mm-hmm. Because you, the only thing that would affect you is if you changed... So once you hit five mil, that you would soften your hand mm-hmm. and change it because you would suddenly, f- it would change your personality. But I, what I'm saying to you is I think like my personality is forever changed. I don't really care about money. I'm just basically doing it out of spite now. Yeah. I don't want to, I will never ever, and it's what I said in that other part, I'll never upgrade my car and I'll never live in beyond a studio. All mm-hmm. I really want to do is make a mockery of the financial system and money just to be annoying. And it's still my desire, like, you know what I'm saying, is to have an annual, what is the annual wage? Put that in a bin and burn it on Instagram Live just to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, these are, these are uh, basic things that I would like. <laughs> I'd like to burn off people's annual wage live so they could get angry with me on uh, Insta Live, <laughs> screaming. Yeah. He's done it again. So how has this week been for you? Has it been okay? Well, mate. It's just the same as everyone listening. It's just monotony, isn't it? <laughs> Dream time. Like, I, life has just uh, been filed down to specialising in one little task done on repeat for <laughs> eternity. It's very hard to find any fulfilment in the structure we've got. It's debatable whether it was the, the best use of... Is it, is it a good life? That's the question. Is life good? No. Not inherently. There's a lot of reassurance. How good is it? How good have we got it? How good is it? Living well, food taken care of, health taken care of. But basically triggering endorphins and dopamines through fight and flight is pretty much the only joy on this planet. So living in a bubble with a reduced risk profile and in a safety net just reduces your opportunities to get dopamine hits. (laughs) (laughs) So you're actually living way worse. A sedentary life because if you take out the peaks and the troughs, you basically become a toaster of a human being, like a fucking <laughs> domestic appliance. What you really need to do is right now we should be recording and there should be a chance that someone could raid in and, and murder you. Mm-hmm. I could be watching and go, what's oh, Josh, Josh, behind you. There's a, there's a, 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 a lion. I don't know. You know, like we're in the wild. There's a dinosaur. It's going to fuck you. Oh, there he goes. He's dead. What a rush. But I remember today. Instead, I'll go to Chemist Warehouse in various suburbs to see if I can get a Zempic. So if I can get a Zempic shortage. I'll drive for hours. I'll get a Zempic and I'll have a small dopamine hit 
because I won't be as fat on Christmas Day when the people have three days off and we all go wild on prawns and trifle. <laughs> wow, that never end the party. The elation people feel around Christmas is so sad. The big smile on their face and the, the fact they buy those Christmas shirts. Do the Christmas shirts piss you off? Yeah. The jovial shirts? Yeah, I've uh, I haven't celebrated Christmas in a, in a while. Just you know, sit around the house kind of thing, do nothing, dude. We haven't commented on Israel Palestine. I haven't even really looked it up. Yeah, no, we we haven't done that. It's I think it's kind of a it seems like quite a difficult issue. To, I don't think we're going to solve it. I reckon when they're beheading babies, you stay the fuck out. I'm like, there's no humor. It seems un- inhumane. I even heard like Tim Dillon talking about it. I'm like. I mean, this even for us, it's just an area like, oh, out of sight, out of mind. Let's not talk about it. Yeah, I have no insight. It's dangerous. Do you have any insight? Who do you want to win? (laughs) Mate, all I know is that I haven't really read or listened to any of it. I've just done a full block out, as in it's Mm. it's just too fucked up. So I I just flip over it and see, ooh, uh, um, what's this article? (laughs) <laughs> you know, butterfly season. I don't know. Like you just avoid. You can choose to just avoid an entire war by just ignoring it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I don't know. It's been a complex issue since before fucking two weeks ago. And people get very emotional because even comedians jeopardize their whole career by taking a stand politically. And I'm like. Focus on ticket sales, guys. It's all about a piece. Do you know we're not feeding? We're feeding ducks, not feeding swans. Don't have high-level shit. We've got breadcrumbs out for these cunts. I'm like, do not. That's what I've realised. Comedy. We've worked it out. We're feeding ducks, not trying to feed swans. You're just trying to get volume through. McIntyre, Gervais, this shit. What is the spam in a can that's going to get people wearing hats and chanting shit? Ooh, 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 ooh. Let's fucking make it high, you know, high popularity rate. What mm. is the density? What is, what is, what is the, the new Trevor Noah? What's the new frizzy haired act out that we need? Do you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you doing? fucking palestine for dude focus in <laughs> on something fucking marketable do you know what i mean like nike's not going palace you're a this is what people don't realize you're a comedian you're a product do, nike's not doing that just do it palestine <laughs> fucking they're staying the fuck away from it man a corporate sponsored wall would be pretty good dude it'd be pretty good to see uh to have palestine in there with uh like nike branded tanks because <laughs> well, you know what the thing is they've made that choice all the brands are trying to get political with uh sexual identity and this stuff mm. watch them steer clear of Pan- palestine israel i'm like well nah, nike your hand is raised Give us your take on Palestine, Israel, right now in a campaign with, uh, I want uh, Sabrina Williams, Serena Williams saying something about it with a little catchy quote, you fuckheads. I like the idea of Sabrina Williams where it's, uh, she's just a magic tennis player. Oh, there, yeah, 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 yeah. Sabrina the, the magic witch. Sabrina the teenage tennis player. <laughs> oh, that would... That would be a good new sitcom, <laughs> Sabrina, and it's uh, Sabrina Williams. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but um, what happens to them? What happens to them once they finish playing tennis? Hey, 
What happened to the, the, the Williams sisters? I think they've, they won everything, and then they... I think they still dominate, don't they? Like, I don't know if they... Well, you know what they... You, the you know, you, you haven't won everything. They haven't won the Israel-Palestine conflict <laughs> yet. Go out there with your tennis rackets and fix it. The same companies that were like, uh, we're not we're not trading in Russia anymore. There's, we're yeah. closing up shop in Russia. There's no... Uh, we're not going to be a, a presence in Russia. They're not taking a... I don't know if they're taking a stand on Israel-Palestine. None of them are like, uh, <laughs> may, well, I guess we'll support this team. <laughs> they're all, dude, they're all very quiet when it becomes a very complex issue. And when it's very complicated, and also it's... Um, we've spoken on the pod. It's like most average people just want to barbecue and hang out with mates. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No one really... Most people, even in there, would just be like, ah, we're getting really bad reception because of the bombing the whole time. I want to watch the last season of Top Boy. Do you know what I mean? No one really gives that much a fuck about anything. You're just like, ah, it's cut off. Top Boy keeps cutting off. You hear bomb, 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 and you're like, ah, I want to hear season five's out. Fuck, sucks, dude. Netflix has walked away. It'd be funny if you're like Netflix, if McDonald's leaving a country resolved the issue. Yeah. People are like, oh, we can't lose our goddamn McDonald's. And they go like, oh, 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 oh you're going to lose Domino's. And both of you need to, it's like a, 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 rever- it's a, a, a disobedient kid. Yeah. No pizza tonight for you guys. Yeah. And they go, oh, no. We're going to lose Coca-Cola. We want the slushies. That's, oh, we love it. You know what? Kumbai fucking Yama Lord, or uh, neither of that, but whatever the <laughs> fuck they, they worship. You know what? All religion is worshipping your own ego. It's all fucking semantics of who interpreted the, the word the best. At the end of the day, it's fucked. I think uh, with Israel and Palestine, there's two, the two sides, they're both so sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like both of them are so uh, like downtrodden. It's very difficult to, to pick a clear cut winner. Well, that's the thing, and it's um, they're both they're both broken victims in a way. So <laughs> yeah. There's no victor. No. Even if that that whole other side was wiped out, you'd still be like, yeah, but you've you've got PTSD and probably won't leave your house ever again, <laughs> right? So you, I'm like, you've both lost. Even if they have, even if one won, they still lose yeah. because it's like it's coming back from war torn thing. You've lost your legs. You're demented. You're mentally unsound. I'm like, there's no victory out of these uh, walls of attrition or whatever the fuck is just grinding people down. I um, yeah, I just don't know. Hey, like, and it's boring, like, because I don't like Israel and Palestine. It's such a formal word. It should be like Izzy and Pally, you know, <laughs> UFC titles. Izzy and your pals. It's Izzy, and he's going. Izzy's going, and he's going into retirement. He's taking a few years off to reassess, you know, his career going forward. It's not packaged WWE style. It's Israel, Palestine, Gaza, Turkey. This shit, uh, Gaza Strip. It's long words, yeah. and I'm like, it's not. I'm not investing when it's very like year ten geography, fucking long terms. Gaz, mm. Gazi, Pallies, and Izzy. <laughs> Things are kicking off, yeah, bruh. Yo, we're down here at the Gaza Strip. We're fucking going nuclear. <laughs> Whatever, do you know what I mean? I want it to be more like colloquial English. Yeah. I'm not going to invest in something that sounds like a fucking nerd. <clears throat> Izzy versus Pazzy. Pally. Is that what it should be called? Izzy v P- Pally? 
Round two. You want to make them sound like your pals, they're your buddies, they're your bros. Dude, put a bit of levity into it. Yeah. Izzy versus Pally, round four, fight. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a Mortal Kombat sort of branding. <laughs> you see that on the West, the West Australian paper. Round five, fight. <laughs> you're like, whoa, it's Hadouken, Hadouken. And you're like, yeah, I can, I can get into this. Which side are you going to pick? Oh, I don't know, man. I think I'm an Izzy boy. I think I'm a Pally. <laughs> I like the new coach of the Pally. Pally's got a strong fucking rookie year. They've a lot of new recruits. <laughs> oh, that, that's too close to the beheadings. They were beheadings of babies, dude. That's fucking upsetting. And this is why I'm saying you cannot laugh about that shit. Yeah, so someone I vaguely know through like a, like some business thing was showing me these uh, these photos. They're like, oh, look at all these like, like missing posters for children. Like yeah. it's like, they have been kidnapped in Israel. I was like, man, yeah, yeah. Don't what, what do you want me to do about this? Like, what are you showing me this for? I, this is this is very uh, this is very morbid. Yeah, dude, there are people that have like too bubbled that um, it's all the the, the guys like. Living in their parents' basement, which is pretty much me, that would would troll, you know these these war crimes. Like they they love it because they just. It's like what I was saying. They're starved of dopamine mm. because they there's nothing happening. So them showing you a photo of a missing child elicits a huge reaction where they go, "You're a fucking sicko," and you you feel a bit dirty, but you sort of also feel the rush of like showing someone a missing child poster. Do you know what I mean? Like. You feel alive. You're like, fuck, that lady was visually upset by me. Mm. I'm sort of really having, you know, I'm, have, I'm engaging with the world. I'm alive. They recognise that I'm existing. I'm having an impact. You're having an impact. But anyway, I don't know how they'll resolve it. I think the best way is to have Big Brother take, both, take the toys off both of them. Mm. That's what you do as a parent. You go, no switch for either of you. So you kick them both out. They can go in um, and they can... Um, they can backpack for a while. Do some, uh, you know what I mean? A gap year. How about this? Yeah. A gap year. What about, how about we kick you both out and we re- re- reclaim the territory and you both have to, you both have to go wander the desert for 40 years. Dude, and we film a sitcom for Netflix. It's the gap year and it's Izzy and Palestine doing fruit picking in Western Australia. Do you know on a visa? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, Until you can get along. Ba, 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 da, ba. We send both, both of them to the middle of Australia and they both have to hang out together until they've sorted their problem. Or until in, until they agree to hug. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. they've got to have they've got to stand back to back in the desert. Or they can go on like a reality show, Overboard. Where you know what I mean? And they're all on the boat and eventually they've got they're only allowed back up off the boat or the island once they've agreed, you know what? We need to move forward. At the end of the day, I don't know how they're going to fix it. It was a fucking disaster from the beginning. I mean, they haven't they haven't fixed it in how many decades? It's not going to be. It's not, it's not going to be solved now. Do you know what? The, you know what my favorite clips are? Most of the viral clips are idiot podcasters explaining the history of the politics. Like people are like, "Wow, ten million views!" No one has even invested. They do not even know where Gaza. Where's Gaza? And they're going, back in the day, these guys, and they were given this rite of passage, the fucking blessing. sea. Do you know what I mean? Mm. What I'm saying is it's not like progress the argument. It's just actually entry-level definitions. So football, 
there's a ball and the goal is to get it to, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you We're know, just when it's like, explaining the, the field of play and the rules. Dude, it was like when the Women's World Cup went mental, most of the videos were people explaining the rules of soccer <laughs> to really yeah, 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 bandwagon yeah. last-minute adopters <laughs> that were sort of like, what? Oh, so you've got to get it into the net. Oh, <laughs> I've been clearing... I've been cheering the wrong direction. I thought it was like rugby and they had to try bite each other. I didn't know. That was great, dude. Every uh, every broadcast was a... We're crossing live now to France versus Brazil and yeah. what's happening on the field, Sally. And Sally would be like, guys, we're down here at the pitch trying to figure out what shape the ball is. It's going to be a yeah, great yeah, day yeah, of yeah. women's soccer. <laughs> Very exciting. Dude, people, were, people were just... Um, yeah, jumping on everything, explaining, oh, and yeah. they'd be like, "Yeah, that white, that's that guy in the middle. That's that. That's the the umpire. That's the coach." <laughs> and you're like, "Wow, laddy, fucking da!" There, there are eleven people on the pitch versus another eleven. The goal is to beat the other score. Do you know what I mean? And go, it was like that because I embraced it last minute, and I um. I'm sick of sport, but I was just um, it, it got it got contagious. You yeah. were like, "Oh, this is like the new MDMA." Are people getting dopamine off this shit? I was in uh, Brisbane Airport, and they had like they had painted a giant soccer pitch in the middle of the uh, uh, of the departures terminal. It was huge. I was walking around it for yeah. a while, like, "What is this? This is weird. What have they done here?" And it wasn't until I like noticed that they had a huge projection of the. Uh, soccer Women's soccer I was like Oh that's Okay wow They've really gone all in on this Dude and it's actually Going to be huge Because Any kid That was swept up In that wave During their formative years It would have been For some Some girls And guys The first time That their parents Had shown emotion Around them Do you know what I mean Because that Pierced through You yeah. know the truck driver And the trolley driver Trolley driver And the the, the, the mum would be sitting home and they would have all sat together and even the, the most fucking cynical, bitter shithead like me would have been like, go the mighty Matildas! And there would be a little formative kid going like, from then onwards, out the back, when dad and mum aren't home, just kicking a ball against a wall. Yeah. Kick, kick, yeah. kick. And going like that. And that's where the sports will come. An obsession to be loved. When they should be unconditional, but they'll eventually spend 30 years trying to win a cup to pray for God that their mum and dad will just fucking give them a hug. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? For being a human being. Yeah, and they'll yeah. say, I've got the cup now. And that's, that's what they say about sport. Once they win, the reality clicks in that they wasted their life and that's mainly why they're crying. <laughs> Is that what they say? They say that most major sports does have that moment where they realise it was all a waste of time. They say as you get the trophy... Most of the tears are mourning everything you gave up for that pathetic piece of metal. And you realise that you missed your best friend who ended up getting stung by bees in the this, this storyline of My Girl 2. But <laughs> That's My you, Girl 1, man. That's My Girl 1. Yeah, My Girl 1. But you realise you missed, you missed their 16th birthday because you were practising with uh, Sabrina the Magic Witch uh, doing tennis hits. And you realise, ah, why didn't I just fucking... I should have spent fished with granddad, but I told him to fuck off because I was going to be a Matilda when I grew up. I'm going to be Matilda. I'm going to be fucking Matilda. And just you wait, then you'll love me, won't you, mummy? No one will love you if it's conditional, is what I've realised. It shouldn't be conditional. That's what I'm looking for someone that you give nothing to. You take, 
take, take. But conditional love does drive progress. Conditional love is everything, dude, because almost every relationship is conditional on you being nice and putting effort in. Mm. I want to just be loved for just being, I exist. (laughs) I take, take, take. I'm bitter. I'm angry, cynical. And they're like, well, he's a human being, God damn it. And everyone deserves love. He gives me nothing. Does he wish you a happy birthday? No. He's (laughs) too absorbed and wrapped up in his own world. He's self-obsessed. He demands that I listen to stand-up, that I help tag up his jokes. He forces me to promote his podcast. But that's our relationship and it works for us. (laughs) Yeah, you need that, man. You need broken people or, uh, or there won't be love for everybody. If, like, if it's all unconditional love, if it's all unconditional love, then you're not finding someone who is also broken, who uh, becomes codependent and needy and will love you yeah. even though you offer almost nothing of uh, value to them. Well, you know what the thing is? I'm isolating more and more and it is titillating, dude. <laughs> it is its own rush. Yeah. Just eliminating all interactions. To go like, um, it's like going, um, to, you know, like going from card to... to, to the tap economy, you know, A-wave. away from... Ca- yeah. No, yeah, it's like moving towards contactless. Right. Contactless life with people where you have minimal... Everything has to be contactless, <laughs> including all interactions. You're like, it's easier to do um, Cole's home delivery because you... Fuck knows you don't want to interact with someone while you're parking or, Lord forbid, you bump into someone at the, the thing. You <laughs> want to minimise all contactless life. Do you know what I mean? Where, like... Even the delivery driver, just you write a note. Please leave it at the door. Do not ring the bell. Well, man, dude, how good was that? Though that that was the best thing about COVID was uh, like the leave it door Uber option, like the Uber Eats option for for leave it at the door. Amazing, truly life changing, man. Now I get yeah. Now I get actually angry when I hear like a, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Open the and I go open the door, and there's a guy going, huh, for Josh, for Josh, hello. Oh, man, yeah, what the yeah, fuck, yeah. dude? It said, it said, leave at the door. Leave at the door. I didn't want to look you yeah, in the dude, eyes. They can ruin your meal. <laughs> also, like, when you hear their car come and they ring the bell, I'm like, it's not necessary. I'm aware of you. <laughs> Just fucking leave it there. I've got the app. Do not intrude. The app tells me when you've put it down, man. Don't knock. Now I've got a ringing sound in my ear that I have to process. I'm not fucking happy about that. I'm trying to watch the final season of Top Boy. <laughs> Top Boy got worse and worse. Have you watched it? It's like a poor Fuck man's no, wire. No, dude, it sucks. Yeah, brava, dama, brava, mako. I put on one episode, man, and I just, yeah, I gave up immediately. They do this. I, I'm surprised I haven't heard comics doing it. This t- Is it like a, it's, a, it's, it's real British, right? They do this test thing, but it's got like a Jamaican influence in the... the, the yeah, my the, brother. Slang. You gotta watch the TV show. So I have to have subtitles on. Yeah, one because I couldn't work out what the fuck they were saying half the time. Right. But it's sort of like The Wire, but I think the first two seasons ruled, and then it's I I know it's not good because I'm skipping between that and realestate.com, and I'm <laughs> using movies one two three, so I often lose where I'm at, and I'm like, this is like pulling teeth. Why am I? Coming out of episodes every three minutes to go and look at something on the internet because I'm bored. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, 
Keep it moving. That's the one they were trying to cancel and then fucking some cunt, Drake or something, was like, I love it. I, re- I realised Drake based his persona off Top Boy. Like, all his slang and his dress, he's basically Top Boy, Canadian Top Boy. And he's just a, he's just a fanboy of a, um, English gangs. And um, it's, I preferred Wire so much better because they had legit drug dealers in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It's basically a knockoff. It's the exact same thing like a kid watching Matilda. Some fuckhead watched The Wire... And then 10, 20 years later, thought they could get away by making a UK wire. Yeah. And now they're getting accolades and they're going, Soul Street Man. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Ripty Man. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you fucking watched The Wire, dude. We all watched The Wire. I could have made an Australian wire. Anyone can make The Wire. I remember a lot of the episodes. That was Underbelly, man. Australian wire. Underbelly. Fuck, man, how many seasons of Underbelly? They kept making them, and it was like Underbelly, like New Blood, Underbelly, oh, dude, Sad and, and Man, Underbelly, Razor Boy. The narrator <laughs> was always so fucking, like, intense, but sort of almost comical. You know that female voice that would overdub? Oh, man, it's been so long since I've seen it. Tell me. Oh, no, no, but she would be like King's Cross. And I, I can't do it justice, but it was Always the exact same tonality, right. setting the scenes. And basically it was the cheapest writing ever. Do you know where they um, they have to put in information rather than let Exposition. the script do the... Ch- yeah, yeah, they, they don't let the script explain it. Yeah. People are, people are like actually explaining. So we were later to go down to the bank to... Do you know what I mean? Like they, they're like, they can't shoot extra scenes to just contextually you can work it out. Yeah. The, the characters are actually saying stuff because they don't have a budget <laughs> to fucking film yeah. them arriving in a helicopter. Like it would come back from commercial break and one of them would be like, that was a crazy car chase that we were just oh, in. Yeah. I can't believe that Mickey died. And they would give it all away like that. It's basically like... Um, Storyboarding, the 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 the, anim- the the voiceover was storyboarding bits they couldn't afford to shoot. Yeah, so yeah. they would explain all these bits, and there was this annoying voice that would overdub. Most of it was just around Kings Kings Cross fountains, people just running around there with fake guns, uh, <laughs> Italian people running around those strip bars <laughs> and batter being. And, and talking about how fucking scary it was, even though we'd all walk down there and it's about two streets and it doesn't seem st- scary at all. And I've seen Teflon Johnny drive around his Lamborghini and he seems like a complete freak TikTok influencer. Like he doesn't seem intimidating at all. He's got a horrible spray tan, shocking plastic surgery in a Lamborghini. He revved near me at um, Darlinghurst once and I laughed. I burst into laughter. Like he was a fucking cartoon character. He's so embarrassing. He just looked like someone that had watched Scarface. He looked like such a knob. Such a dumb cunt. Teflon Johnny is like, it's not a great nickname. But Teflon is, I think, is so overused. Oh, dude, it's sort of like um, a, a self-dubbed nickname or, you know, a fighter that goes like, William the Great. It just, it's very naff and lame. Yeah. You want, some, you want something that's more, Teflon Johnny is, you want it to be more like the Impaler or <laughs> something like the Disabler or, the, the, you know, the, the Widowmaker or I don't know what the fuck. Do you know what I mean? Dick Chomper. Dick Chomper the Wolf. Dick. <laughs> dick. Yeah. Dick Lick. Dick Licker. 
he sucked off everyone in, in, in Melbourne. Sucked he off. sucked off everyone in St. Kilda. It's crazy. Dicky Licky Wolf Wolf. He's one of the most prolific dick suckers in this city. He'll he'll lick at you lick your penis against your will. <laughs> that is embarrassing, dude. You don't even lay a hand on them. They go, What's happening? I go, I don't want to talk about it. You've held them down and licked the head of their penis. Yeah. <laughs> they call him the candy man. <laughs> and I, I couldn't get him off. He licked it three times and then just walked off and they're like, Do you wanna but they would never say it. They'd just go, you're acting different. And go, oh, I'm fucking so angry. Man, how much more afraid would you be of, uh, of Chubba Chup Johnny? Chubba Chup Johnny. Oh, he licked everyone's penises. He's crazy. Dude, it, was something, it was something about Teflon Johnny trying to be Kim Kardashian. Like, to be that visual, to, to, to wear, like, the late, latest Nike, Nike uh, kicks... And then to have your hair with the tinted spray mm. and you got the Lamborghini and you got the Gucci Sunnies and you're buying into all the branding stuff. And I'm like, so you're just a fucking influencer. <laughs> like, you should, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I like the gangster that's in tracksuit pants with shit stained down the yeah. back like Carl Williams. <laughs> yeah. Fat cunt, doesn't brush his hair and he'll shoot you in the head if you say that his breath smells. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's a fucking drug dealer, dude. Yeah, man. Wearing yeah. horrible shoes and they go, have you changed those trackies? And he's like, shut your mouth and just shoots you in the head eight times. <laughs> and you, you know that you can tell the deal's done because of flatulence. He farts as he leaves the room and goes, well, I, I guess we're in business. Do you know, like just a fucking scumbag. I was looking at uh, I was looking at a Wikipedia entry for a bunch of like the current, uh, the, yeah, the current underbosses and bosses of different mafia yeah. families. And all of the shots that they have of them are just like the shortest, fattest Italian looking dudes. Oh, in for sure. Horrible tracksuits or just, just like t shirt, gut spilling over, like misfitting jeans. You're not a slave master if you're appealing to the slaves. Like all branding, all that shit is for slaves. It's a slave mindset, it gives them hope. That if they can get a Louis Vuitton uh, carry-on luggage, that they're not a loser. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Of course you're a loser. You bought an LVD fucking backpack and you thought that that made you worthwhile? You're pathetic. You've been given just enough rice to stay alive and then you get it in a big shiny bowl and you think you're good. But they, they've all become TikTok influencers. I saw the guy, the head of Banditos or one of them, he's now just does live streams on TikTok. And gets friends to come around and bash people. He's basically become a viral TikTok star. He used to actually legitimately sell drugs. Now he's got golden glasses and he goes, fucking, you know who I am? You know who I am? And he's just basically doing catchphrases. And, and he's, he's been on 60 Minutes, says he he's makes more money now than he ever did running fucking heroin into the border. What's up, TikTokers? We're going to show you how to step on some Class A cocaine today. Hey, mate, don't, don't doss me. I know where you live, mate. I'll fucking come down and fuck you up. I'm fucking the real deal, man. Hey, TikTok family, this is my at-home crystal meth production facility. We're going to take a quick tour. No, he doesn't, he doesn't do any of that. And then he shows tattoos. 101. 101, that's what uh, that's our fucking... Uh, you can only get 101 if you're part of the tribe. Do you, know, you know how they've always got um really mean tattoo? 664-111-101. What, what, what do the numbers mean? 
I'm not doing legitimate ones because I don't want to get killed. <laughs> okay. I'm mocking it as an idea. I don't know anything about number tattoos. What are the number tattoos for? They've always got like a percentage or a number that's significant to uh, them. Oh, yeah. What was the bike one? It was like the uh, one the 1% of lawless uh, bi- Well, one Well, 1% is, is like coffin cheaters. Yeah, yeah. Because that was an American thing from some fucking... Sam Crow, mate. Sam Crow, they mention that a lot. But you know what the thing is? The one percenters then became that um, the Elysis in that night. You know when everyone was uh, camping out in Wall Street? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah they got commandeered. Yeah, they get commandeered. <laughs> we are part of the one percent. So what do you mean? It's like, well, we're outlaw motorcycle guys. Oh. And you know, one percent are the elitists. <laughs> they're, people, they're people like camped out in Wall Street trying to stop your gang. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I saw someone got a tattoo "All Lives Matter" before the Black Lives Matter movement, like they had, and they were doing it in a spiritual way that that animals and all existence matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it sounds like they're a hardcore um, fucking <laughs> incel sort of white cunt uh, Nazi cult Ku Klux Klan. How many Ku Kluxes do you think are left? Um, I think they, I think they had like an uptick. Uh, over uh, over the past few years. Why wouldn't you... You'd think, like, one of the things that makes me realise a lot of it was pushed by media is that Ku Klux Klan isn't bigger on TikTok. Do you know what? They could have some crazy videos. <laughs> it's so... Uh, it's a difficult one to... Like, you can't advertise it, really. But you, no, like, but I'm saying like everything, all of the imagery, all of the symbolism around the Ku, uh, Ku Klux Klan... It's not great. Like it's no, but what I'm saying to you is, you know how like they have real estate agents or car dealerships where they're like, "Oh, Del Senios, the hottest lawyers in town." Beep beep beep, beep a beep, and they got a catching track on TikTok, and it's got like nine point nine views, and it's like an American guy going, "We're the hottest law firm in America." Do, 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 do. I'm like, surely. Eight guys in a sheet could go, can't touch this. You know, like have music and dancing, like not have, having it more playful. Do you know what I mean? Where they're doing Michael Jackson hits yeah. in the, the sheets. Or you know what I mean? A bit of play. I just mean it like, I think the, the Ku Klux Klan is so, uh, it's like, it's all the imagery, everything about it is so dated. None of it is like intimidating or yeah. cool. It's just it's it's very uh, it's very cartoonish. It's hard Dude, to make it seem it's like, cool. It's like the old idea of a ghost. It's sort of like the worst <laughs> Halloween costume ever, where your mum forgot to get your uniform, so she just cuts a hole in the sheets and you go out. Do you know? It's, it's a bit. There's not enough effort into the branding. Yeah, there's not been enough work. All of the like terminology, like Grand Wizard. And like, the, yeah. it's pretty gay. It got, it, got, it got overruled. It was definitely overcome by nerd culture. And it seems more like that magic game. What You know that card magic game? The, magic the Gathering? Yeah, Magic the Gathering. It's more like that sort of <laughs> dun- dungeon. clan is like the Magic the Gathering of hate groups. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're right. It absolutely is, man. You got the Grand Wizard and the fucking Blood Dragon <laughs> and whatever. That, <laughs> it's Dungeon and Dragons sort of vibe. It's, it's that sort of area. And they're all having meetings late at night in their fucking costumes. Dude, it's just got a very ha- harsh consequence. But the reality <laughs> is they realise they just like swapping cards and hanging out because they actually stopped doing crimes dude they're just larpers man they're live action role-playing guys dude like dude, and, and the thing is 
they realise they really just hang like hanging out with other nerds because they haven't really done anything besides collect the cards and have meetings for a very long time. And you know what, man? Because it was like the first clan was uh, in like the eighteen hundreds, and then the second yeah. clan uh, in the nineteen like first half of the twentieth century, and then it went away after World War Two, and then it came back, and it's it's, it's like a uh, each iteration. Of it is like yeah. a uh, uh, a parody or a yeah, it's like a little simulacra of, of the one before it. Like they're ro- they're role playing yeah, yeah. as the old Ku Klux Klan who would actually ride around and were fucking evil, and now they're just like we're go- we're we're in our sheets, we're playing, we're meeting up, we're doing our card trades. Oh, dude, it's like that um historic world, you know, like old minor. Well, do you know where they have where you go <laughs> yeah, and you can, yeah, yeah, hello, yeah. my matey, come and mine for gold. And they're in character. Yeah, yeah like a renaissance oh, village old, or I something. I think it's called, in, in Perth, it's called Old Settlers World. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you come along there, ye old worldly, welcome. <laughs> come and milk the cow. Yeehaw, partners, we're going to be panning for some gold down by the river today. And, and we go like, turn it off, cunt. Where can I get a frozen Coke? <laughs> come on down, <laughs> you know, milk oh, a cow. A frozen what now? You mean a Coca-Cola? They just start shipping them. In the glass bottle. Oh, a feisty one, a feisty one. And then you, you get your eight year old, hit him. And he starts getting bullied. He runs up, punch that man. But they're, they're, yeah, dude. But the underbelly was so big huge, early on. Huge. And I thought, I thought the people, I thought, oh, if you're a star in that, I had a friend, a comedian, his brother was in it. And I'm pretty sure he sells used cars now or something, but I'm like, I thought I was hanging out with fucking like a home and away star. But <laughs> Underbelly was like, they were scrambling to get cast. I, I should have, pro- anyone could have been in there. Do you know what I mean? It was a big scramble. I had a chick that, do you know, I think it's the only acting role she ever got, Underbelly. Like she was a failed actor, Underbelly. A failed actor. Do you know what I mean? It was just this brief, <laughs> brief window. And I'm like, if you basically had, uh, what's it called, a sketch or a shot, uh, a reel? If you had a reel online during the underbelly periods, you were in the cast. Do you think? Are they still, I don't know if they're still making it. I think the latest one they did was 2022, man. They've, the names are so good, dude. It's the first underbelly and then it's A Tale of Two Cities, The Golden Mile, Razor, Badness, squizzy, <laughs> squizzy. They're getting worse and worse. Vanishing, and it act. was always that overdub voice, and there was always yeah. That's Caroline Craig. That's she's the. Narrator. They were always unnecessary tit scenes because they could get all the girls to get their cans out, and they just threw it in there for a ratings grab. So there was always every episode there was some girl she'd come to like get her to to open the door for an Uber delivery, and she just had her breasts out for no reason. <laughs> just so that, they're like the 50-year-old men d- demographic could go, oh, I can watch that without my wife getting cross. Just a random shot of her brushing her teeth with the cans out or her, well, you know what I mean? Just just unnecessarily, just tits. Tits in every every episode, I think there was tits shot. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Man, absolutely, dude. It's Australia's, uh, it's Australia's uh, like, Sopranos. They got you. Got to have tits in there, and you could tell like the, a lot of a lot of fake ones as well. Do you know what I mean? Because the lady was very old, <laughs> and they were sort of propped up, and she was proud of it. And you were like, "Good surgeon, lovers work." 
Because those are like 18-year-old tits. If Bolter's an 18-year-old cans. Tits onto, <laughs> onto a 50-year-old. You can see it. Do you know what I mean? You can't yeah, put... Your Bluetooth stereo on a 1989 Toyota Hiace. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You can't put... You can't put like... Uh, yeah... Non-authentic parts. You can't have like a Mercedes bumper. These are some Japanese. These, these are some JDM parts on an old Ford. Dude, that's it. You get a Mercedes bumper on the front of a Toyota Camry. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's so, it's so yeah, you've got one of those. One of those fucking like little Mercedes. Uh, like like what are those fucking things? All the little badges that they stick on oh, the front. Yeah, you've got that glued on, or you've got leather. You've got a Holden Captiva with leather upholstery. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just a fucking crazy thing to do. It's insanity, man. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I would like another underbelly. Dude, they made one last year. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're still going, man. Like, you've, you've got them, but they uh, just... Uh, no one seems to be giving them much of a shit. I felt bad because I saw Pete Rosethorn and I was telling him, oh, dude, I said, how'd you go on that travel show? Because I said... Oh, I'm, I'm fuming. I said, I tried to watch it, but I just can't get through the ads. I'm sorry, dude. I said, I went for four minutes. It's just fucking, I cannot watch another fucking car ad. I had to bail. But then I had to explain to him. I said, I bailed him my own son. He was Christmas carols. But it is rude to tell someone, hey, just to let you know, I, I haven't watched that show. <laughs> you know, like he's excited about his show. And you're like, dude, I can't, I haven't watched it. But I said, I wanted to watch it, but I just literally cannot get through the fucking Adverts. Why? Dude. Why not lie, man? Why not say, "Yeah, I watched it. It was great. Good job." I just, I just, I just said, "Man," I said, I, "I'm so disappointed because I said I tried to watch it, but it's fucking TV's unwatchable now, dude, because of the ads." Why? So. I don't. I don't know why he can't say, "Yeah, man, great stuff." Yeah, no, I caught it's it. It's such a, a, a wanky thing to say. He, he seemed annoyed by it, and I was like, "I don't know why I had to say that. Yeah. Why I didn't just say congratulations yeah. on the show? Good show. Why you have to come up to yeah, someone and I say, checked it out. hey, dude.'" Someone's on the gala and go, hey, uh, heard you're on the gala just letting you know I didn't watch it. <laughs> I refuse to watch it. <laughs> I can't so watch it. It makes bad. me too angry. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. How do you think they feel all the yes voters now that it was such a heavy no vote? But like, well, Hold on. You were a yes voter, man. How did you feel? Well, well I, I felt upset. <laughs> but what I'm saying to you is I wasn't verbal about it. I'm like... Man, you're really adding yourself there. What do you mean? I voted How did all those yes voters feel? No, I'm talking about I didn't articulate it well. I'm saying people that were very vocal about it because obviously we're trying to sell merch, right? So in Queensland, 70% of these people will not buy your hats now. Queensland one was pretty embarrassing. It was bad, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's all about merch sales. I'm like, you say what they want to hear. We're not feeling, we're not feeding swans. We're feeding ducks. It's the new saying. I'm not out here feeding swans. I'm just trying to feed the fucking ducks. That's my whole brand now for my comedy. I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not going posting anything that ducks wouldn't eat up. <laughs> What are you trying to do out here? Change the world? Let's sell merch. Leveraging your home. Margin personal loans. Hedged by put contracts. Holding 15 overexposed bad positions. Looming threat of liquid. 